0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast Congressional Democrats want to give feds more sick leave if COVID strikes. Sexual assault in the military is starting to affect who stays and who goes. And a troubling case of unauthorized research at one of VA's medical facilities Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. House Democrats unveil a proposal to give federal employees more paid leave during the pandemic. We learn more from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The new proposal would give employees up to 15 weeks of paid leave to recover from COVID-19, care for a sick family member, quarantine, or care for children who are learning virtually from home. Employees would have to use their own paid sick leave first before tapping into the new leave. The proposal is part of a budget reconciliation package package that House Democrats are writing. The price tag for the new paid leave proposal is $570 million. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The Agriculture Department is deploying some of its own personnel to help with the federal government's COVID-19 response efforts. The Forest Service assigned 64 incident management team members to help staff national COVID vaccine centers. These employees will help FEMA with logistics at mass vaccination sites. The USDA Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service deployed 63 employees to help administer vaccines at mobile clinics. They're working with FEMA in multiple states. The Agriculture Department has also completed a major milestone under the IT Modernization Centers of Excellence Effort. It launched the Ask USDA Contact Center to serve as one front door to help deliver a centralized contact center experience that aims to help citizens get consistent and streamlined information. USDA says the program supports citizens' questions through the web, on the phone, through an online chat, or through email. Through the analysis with the COE, USDA consolidated 748 services that tried to serve 903 US unique customer attributes. As sexual assault continues to be a bigger issue in the military, a new study finds it's affecting retention. Federal News Network's Scott Macione reports. Sexual assault incidents make military members twice as likely to try to leave the military in the following 28 months, according to a new study from the RAND Corporation. The data is from a 2014 survey. However, the study estimates at least 2,000 people left the military over a two-year period because of sexual assault alone. The study also says about 8 percent or 8,000 military separations during that time were due to sexual harassment. Rand is recommending that the Defense Department prioritize sexual assault and prevention response. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. The Space Force is considering structuring its components differently than other military services. Space Force Director of Staff Lieutenant General Nina Armagno says the military's newest branch is thinking about creating a combined active and reserve corps. The service would then potentially have a separate Space National Guard. Armagno says the option would make it easier to move between active duty and reserve and may attract more talent. Some changes at the top for the Millennium Challenge Corporation. Federal News Network's Tom Temmin has more on that. Alexia LaTortu joins as Deputy Chief Executive Officer, along with Cameron Alford as Vice President and General Counsel. LaTortu is a Managing Director at the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development. Alford will arrive from U.S. Bank, where he was Senior Counsel. He also has experience at the agency now known as the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation also joining MCC as appointees by the Biden administration, Asia House as Vice President for Congressional and Public Affairs, and Fatima Sumar as Vice President for the Department of Compact Operations. I'm Tom Temin. Top lawmakers on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee introduce a bill to make agencies' annual budget requests more accessible. The Congressional Budget Justification Act from Senators Gary Peters and Rob Portman requires agencies to post budget request documents to a single website each year. The bill tasks the Office of Management and budget with keeping the site updated with links to the documents and the dates of when agencies submitted them. The bill passed the House last year, but it did not make it past the Senate. When it comes to figuring out how the solar winds breach impacted agencies, lawmakers now have one belly button to push. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains. The White House says Ann Neuberger, the deputy national security advisor for cyber and emerging technology, is leading the federal response to the solar winds attack. The announcement comes a day after the chairman and vice chairman of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence asked for a single point of contact. Senators Mark Warner and Marco Rubio wrote to ODNI, NSA, the FBI, and CISA requesting that one person coordinates the response, sets priorities, and directs resources to where they're needed the most. The lawmakers called the response efforts so far disjointed and disorganized. G. Sam Miller, Federal News Network. Congress is looking to give DHS's cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency a larger role in protecting federal agencies from cyber threats. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Few agencies have the resources to defend themselves against a sophisticated cyber attack. But former assistant director Chris Krebs tells the House Homeland Security Committee that the agency should provide cyber support as a shared service through its quality service management office. So give them the opportunity to comply or give them an option where they, the CIO in the CISO shop can just turn the keys over to CISA. Krebs says that CISA, for example, could develop a secure cloud email service that is more resilient to cyber attacks than the 100-plus instances of email across civilian federal agencies. Jory Heckman federal news network and doctors at the veterans affairs san diego medical center biopsied liver tissue from seriously ill patients without their consent the surgeons went in through the jugular vein the matter was brought to light by a whistleblower and confirmed by the office of special counsel va said the biopsies were standard care for hepatitis patients yet also admitted the doctors violated research protocols patients suffered complications from the procedures including bleeding from the neck and liver that required transfusions and in one case a life-threatening emergency